welcome to The Reality Revolution. I'm your host, Brian Scott. We have had some amazing recent episodes from Anthony Norvell, specifically in regards to manifesting abundance, prosperity, and riches. The more and more we read from these teachings, we find amazing affirmations, ideas, and inspirations that are effective in manifesting abundance for everyone. Anthony Norvell was clued into the idea of prosperity coming directly from the mind and the many ways in which we can unlock the universal storehouse of riches within. As I repeatedly mention in my episodes on prosperity, I am fascinated by the conflict in discussing ways to manifest abundance and prosperity within the spiritual community. There's always going to be somebody that's going to comment that this is evil, that this is wrong, that I'm focusing on mammon and not on the Christ in going over teachings that unlock the storehouse of riches. And I strongly disagree with this. We all have a divine right to the riches of the universe. We've been placed within this world that we're in with an inheritance that is rich and strong and all we have to do is take it. There's a reason for this. The riches about us are the riches of God and teach us of the beauty and power of God. There is nothing wrong in being rich or abundant. There is no sin in this. And if you have questions or concerns about this, then you need to look in the mirror and ask why. Where is these beliefs coming from? Why do you look at an episode on unlocking the riches of the universe as some sort of negative or evil or sinful thing? If you can answer these questions, you will learn a lot about yourself, your history, and your ability to manifest. And in many cases, you'll uncover the blocks to the prosperity in your life. This episode is dedicated to a chapter from Anthony Norvell's book, The Million Dollar Secret Hidden in Your Mind. This book is amazing, and we've read some different chapters in past episodes one on accepting abundance, one on fortune favors the bold. The idea is within your mind is a secret that can unlock millions of dollars. This chapter unlock God's universal storehouse of riches. There is a universal storehouse of riches available. And Anthony Norvell gives us the secret to unlock these riches. Norvell begins by saying, There are vast potentials of wealth in the universe man has not even yet begun to tap. When you once learn how to unlock God's universal storehouse of riches, you may choose anything you want in life and readily obtain it. You are only as limited as your mind. If you know about this universal storehouse of riches and really believe that it exists for you and your loved ones, You have set the mental stage to achieve fulfillment of your every dream. Most people actually do not believe that there are vast, untapped, natural resources which mankind is not even aware of. When God created this universe, He hid all the resources of the world in such a way that man must search to discover and unearth them. 
everything that makes one wealthy ultimately comes from the human mind and the earth. It is in the mind that man must first unlock God's universal storehouse of riches. Grasp this mental concept of wealth before you can really come into the fortune you desire from life. You must grasp this mental concept of wealth first. You must believe that the resources are in the universe. Let us examine a few of the facts about these natural resources. Then let your mind grasp the mental concept of natural wealth. You will never again be poor if you once know how easy it is to apply our million-dollar secret and become wealthy. The reason most people remain poor all their lives is because they have heard for years that there isn't enough food to take care of the exploding population of the world, that there isn't enough space to build homes for these millions and coming billions of people, that all the natural resources have been taken from the earth, and that now we face a future without coal, oil, gold, silver, and the essentials of life, meat, and other foods. We have heard for years that the forests of the world have been denuded, and that soon there will be no more lumber to build homes, that the diamond fields have been drained, and there are no more precious stones that the ore and iron supplies and steel have been exhausted by war needs, that mankind faces a future without vital steel to build ships and factories. We have heard for many years that soon the exploding population will have eaten all the beef and lamb available, and there will be no more grazing land to support the vast herds needed to feed the billions of people who will be born in the future. Mankind is desperately spending billions of dollars yearly on spaceships with the excuse that we will someday need to migrate to the moon or other planets when this earth is exhausted of all its enormous resources. Destroy once and for all this myth of poverty. These negative concepts about the earth's resources are all erroneous. Destroy once more and for all this myth of poverty. Realize that there is more than enough of everything to take care of the world for generations to come. Let me give you some proofs and statistics so you can build your confidence in the better life of wealth, peace, health, and happiness that can be yours in the future. One forest in Russia alone is 4,000 miles long by 4,000 miles wide and has enough building material in it to build a home the size of the White House in Washington, D.C. and furnish it for every family in the entire world. This forest is untapped virgin timber lying there waiting for the world to use. The Amazon basin has so many millions of trees that humanity can never use all of them. There are over 20,000 different species of trees in this basin, which is 20 times the number to be found in the United States and Canada. Enough paper pulp can be furnished for centuries to come for the entire world and the supply would never be exhausted. There is enough building material in these forests alone to build a mansion of 100 rooms for every family in the entire world. Enough food and cattle can be raised in this one Amazon basin alone to feed the entire world for hundreds of years to come. 
It is an inexhaustible supply, and the soil is so rich that it will grow anything. There is enough living space to easily take one billion of the world's present population of nearly three billion people without overcrowding. As for oil, it is estimated that a good part of Brazil, which is bigger than the United States, floats on a sea of oil. There is enough coal, iron ore, and 50 of the critical materials of war, such as copper, tin, silver, bauxite, beryllium, tungsten, in this basin alone to supply the entire world for centuries to come. Only one hundredth of one percent of the world's available gold supply has been tapped. In Brazil are some of the richest deposits of gold in the entire world. One diamond field alone was discovered where more than 2,000 good-sized diamonds were picked off the ground in one week. Yours for the asking. Another diamond field in South Africa was recently discovered where it is estimated over $500 million worth of diamonds will be mined. The hidden wealth of America. Then take our own Southwest, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. The desert land that exists there, which is now unproductive, could, if reclaimed and watered, furnish the entire world with a constant supply of food and take the entire population of America without overcrowding. What is keeping the country in a state of constant poverty, overcrowding, slums, and near starvation? It is the fact that the war machinery for centuries has been so expansive to maintain and has taken such a drain in the lives of men and billions of dollars in resources that these undeveloped areas could never be reclaimed from the desert. The cost of one battleship, like the Arizona, sunk at Pearl Harbor, which is $100 million, could have been diverted to converting salt water from the Pacific into fresh water to nourish the desert. The cost of one battleship, like the Arizona, sunk at Pearl Harbor, which is $100 million, could have been diverted to converting salt water from the Pacific into fresh water to nourish the desert. The five billion it took to develop the destructive atomic bomb could have furnished pipelines and water to nourish the desert throughout eternity. That reclaimed land would have solved the world's food problems forever. The billions that are being used to develop space exploration could have been constructively utilized to develop the resources of America for the good of the world. Or that money could have been put into the development of land in Brazil for the entire world. The resources of hundreds of billions of dollars, which the world has squandered for hundreds of years, could have given comfort and luxury to people the world over for hundreds of years, and developed refrigerators, cars, and numerous other products that would have enriched the world. There is no poverty in nature, only poverty in the mind. Realize today that there is no poverty in nature, there is poverty only in the human mind. When you break the mesmeric hold that negative thinking about wealth has on your mind, you will be able to come into any part of the universal storehouse of riches that you choose for your very own. One may keep you from your God-given destiny but yourself. There are eight vital golden keys to unlock the door to riches which I want to share with you as part of our million dollar secret. Apply these to your own life and unlock the doors to God's universal storehouse of riches at once. 1. Imagination Key to Riches Man's imagination has been given to him 
so he could mentally see what he wants to be and do in life. This act of seeing mentally or picturing the world in which you live must begin today. Start seeing this as an unlimited world with possibilities on every hand to enrich yourself, mentally see the opportunities that exist for you to better yourself all around you. There are three steps to the imagination. One is forming the mental image of what you want in your life. This is called visualization. The second step is focusing the picture in your mind so that all the details are crystal clear. You do this by reviewing the picture in your mind until you are able to summon up in one picture all the different details of your imaginative picture. The third step is in projecting the mental image to the outer world of reality. To work effectively in helping you unlock God's universal storehouse of riches, you must daily visualize yourself being in the situations you desire and attracting the money, objects, and conditions you wish in your life. You do this by thinking and imagining the things you want as already belonging to you. Then, each day you must focus your mind on the details of these things. If it is a new home you wish to move into, you must focus your mind on the individual rooms, the location of the house, the details of the furnishings, the parties you will give there, the gardens already planted and in full bloom. Everything relating to this projected mental image must be clearly outlined in your mind. For if you do not know these details, how can the universal intelligence in the world create them for you? This process is likened to that of an architect drawing up a blueprint for a house. He must know every detail perfectly that is to be built into that house. Otherwise, the workmen cannot proceed in an orderly manner to build that house. Projecting the mental image to the outer world is very much like a motion picture projector projecting a picture onto a screen. If the picture is clean cut and sharp on the film, the light will transfer the picture to the screen in sharp focus. You project your mental pictures to the outer world by taking the necessary steps to make the things you want to happen to you actually occur in the outer world. For instance, you want to become a great speaker or actor. You mentally visualize yourself before a large audience. You hear their applause and you have the clear-cut picture of the fame and fortune that can come to you because you are a magnetic performer. But this is not enough. Your next step must be in projecting this mental image to the outer world. This projection is done when you begin to practice speaking aloud, by studying diction and vocabulary building, by learning how to act or speak through actually rehearsing your actions a hundred times or more. Then will your mental picture begin to come into focus then will the universal mind that controls your mind reveal the means to translate your mental and physical action into visible fame and wealth. 2. The Power of Faith When you are trying to unlock God's universal storehouse of riches, you must have implicit faith that the riches are there for you to tap and that you have the ability to do it. The Bible says all things are possible to him that believeth. Faith is the miracle worker within the mind that can reach out and heal your body or which you may tap to materialize things you want in the outer world. Do not let negative people kill your faith. 
by their statements. They will always tell you that everything has been invented, discovered, written, composed, and perfected. They will try to discourage you and weaken your resolve to succeed. He could have conquered the world with faith. Napoleon could have conquered the world if he had faith. When Robert Fulton discovered the principle of the steamboat, he invented a submarine which could have crossed the channel and sunk the English fleet. He took this invention to Napoleon and offered it to him, but Napoleon lacked faith in it. And so Fulton came to America where he perfected his steamboat. But even when he was ready to go up the Hudson against the powerful currents of the river, the voices of thousands of people who lined the shore screamed, it won't start, it won't start. When the boat began its journey upstream, the shouting of the crowd still did not stop. Only this time they changed their words and screamed as one, it won't stop, it won't stop. No one ever believes anything new or different. No one will discover for you the treasures of the universe and give them to you. No one will recognize your gifts easily and bring you fame and fortune. You and you alone must have faith in yourself, your talents, and your ability to unlock the universal storehouse of riches. With these eight golden keys, one of the most important elements of our million dollar secret that I placed in your hands is the key of faith. Believe in yourself. Believe in your destiny. Believe in your dream. Never accept the suggestions of any other person that you give up, that you are a failure, that your ideas are not good. The moment you do, your power will instantly fail you, just as a short-circuiting of electric power makes it useless. Three, resourcefulness. One of the great golden keys with which you may unlock the doors to God's universal storehouse of abundance is resourcefulness. A resourceful person will create ways of doing things even when there seems to be no way open. All the great geniuses of history have been resourceful. Look around you in whatever environment you are and try to find ways by which you could change your work, your environment, or your life if it is not to your liking. A woman I knew once had three children when her husband was killed in an accident. She had to support those small children, but after the funeral, there was no money left to pay even the rent for another month. She began to look about her to see what talents she had that could make money for her. She had one gift. She was a good cook, and her pies, cakes, and cookies were the envy of her friends. She observed that in the nearby neighborhood where she lived, where construction crews were at work, the men sat around at noontime eating their lunches. The idea suddenly came to her to make up warm lunches featuring her pies and cakes and to go around to construction jobs at lunchtime and feed these men. She borrowed $200 from a relative and paid it down on an old secondhand truck. And at lunchtime every day, she drove to these construction jobs and sold her hot lunches and baked goods. In one year's time, she had expanded to two trucks and had two helpers. And in two years' time, she had four such small trucks working for her. She succeeded because she was resourceful. Never give up trying. And you'll find that when you use the golden key to resourcefulness, you will succeed in doing the things you want to do. The golden key used by Edison. 
When Edison had failed time after time in perfecting his electric light bulb, he never stopped trying to find some substance which would last more than a few seconds in the filaments of his lamps. He was so resourceful that he tried thousands of different substances and each time he failed, but still he did not give up. One day, his assistant became so discouraged that he said, Mr. Edison, you've tried 10,000 times and failed. Why don't you give up? Edison replied, no, I can't give up. Now we know 10,000 things that won't work. And in his next experiment, he found something that did work for the golden key of enthusiasm. An enthusiastic mind is a young mind. This is a quality of youth. When you lack ability to be enthusiastic about anything, then this shows that you are old in your thinking. You can build enthusiasm by finding new interests in life. The doors to the universal storehouse of riches are opened by this golden key. Make it a point to find new interests in your work, in your hobbies, in your home. Be constantly interested and excited about life. Have an expanding program of activities which encompasses travel, social and cultural pursuits, new hobbies and sports, church and club activities. Learn to share your interests with your family and friends for enthusiasm is contagious. You must enjoy your work and be enthusiastic about it if you wish to succeed. If you want to progress in business, you should get into something that you can be enthusiastic about. Every great person I have ever met who achieved the rich rewards of life had tremendous enthusiasm for, for the particular things he was doing. Writers, composers, actors, great musicians, men and women in medicine, scientific research, industry, all these who have ever become well-known, successful, and rich were people who brought tremendous enthusiasm to their work. If you are not happy in the work you are doing, you cannot be enthusiastic about it, and you should make a change as soon as possible if you're selling a product you do not have faith in and are not enthusiastic about it, find some other product to sell and it will make you your fortune. 5. Courage It takes real courage to break with negative thinking of the world and go contrary to all known opinion about things that concern your destiny. The moment you begin to apply these principles of thinking to your life, to wrest from the universe the fame, fortune, and recognition you desire, you will find that it takes tremendous courage to adhere to your principles and beliefs. Everyone who has ever achieved any notable breakthrough in science, invention, industry, or finance has had to go against the preconceived notions of his day. An instance in history where one courageous man broke with the thinking of the past and changed the course of history was that of Galileo. From the time of Aristotle for a period of 2,000 years, millions of men had lived and died believing that the earth was the center of our solar system. They had also believed that a heavy object fell to earth quicker than a light object. When Galileo dared to challenge these two theories, the heads of the University of Padua and the church leaders got together and threatened him with excommunication from the church if he did not recant his heresy at once. Galileo went to the Tower of Pisa with a friend and suspended two objects from strings from the tower, one light, the other heavy. His friend watched on the ground while Galileo cut the strings holding the two objects. The friend reported that both objects hit the earth at the same moment. Galileo then took his new knowledge to the professors at the university, but no one would believe him. 
Then when he invented a double convex lens through which he observed craters on the moon, the professors and church heads wouldn't even look through what they called the devil's instrument. Galileo was forced to recant his theories, but it took courage to even admit of them in those days of darkness and ignorance. Courage to discover life's secrets. Courage is something that must be built by degrees. You must have mental courage, moral courage, and physical courage. Go forth each day and face the problems that arise. Master one thing at a time before going on to another. Never accept the limitations that the world will try to impose on you. For as in Galileo's time, the world is still filled with people who are tied to the old ideas, the old superstitions, who lack the courage to explore the new possibilities there are in the universe for bold and daring conquests. All the new frontiers have not been conquered yet. There are challenges in life which you must meet. If you wish to succeed in your business, social or personal life, you can rest from the universe more than a good living if you are fortified with courage to dare to do the impossible. It takes great courage to force yourself to undertake new and different ways of doing things. If you seek a new job or want to go into a business of your own, you must take decisive steps not fearing consequences. The chances are that this golden key to the storehouse of riches will open many new doors for you. If you do not succeed at first, then more courage will cause you to continue trying until you do succeed. 6. Curiosity, the tool of geniuses. Every genius who has ever made an important discovery or accomplished anything great in human achievement has used this golden key of curiosity. It was the trait that made Burbank seek to discover new ways of growing fruits, vegetables, and flowers, and perfecting nature's products for the good of mankind. Curiosity has been the golden key that has given more scientists their great discoveries in nature than almost any other trait. A man's curiosity brought about one of the most revolutionary discoveries in the history of medicine. A doctor put some bread in water to get a culture, which he fed bacteria. One day he discovered that the mold on the bread had turned green, and he was about to throw it away when his curiosity got the better of him. He fed this mold to some pathological bacteria that he had in a test tube to see what would happen. The next day he looked into the tube to see what had happened, and he observed that all the germs were dead. He did this for several days, feeding his green mold to thousands of different types of deadly germs, and in each instance the mold killed the bacteria, thus through Fleming's curiosity, the life-saving miracle drug penicillin was discovered. Nature yields her priceless treasures to the person who has an inquiring mind. Look all about you and see how you could improve your situation in life. Look about you in your work and see how many things you can improve. Then mentally become curious about such things as wealth, finances, the fortunes that people have built through their ideas, inventions, and discoveries. See how many of their mental processes you can apply and duplicate which might improve your own situation in life. Benjamin Franklin tapped the universal storehouse of riches. Benjamin Franklin had enormous curiosity. He did everything he could to probe God's universal storehouse of riches. And through his discoveries and inventions, he benefited all mankind enormously. His experiments with the key and the kite proved the existence of electricity in the atmosphere and paved the way for Edison's wonderful discoveries in that field. He invented the first bifocal glasses through discovering the secret of fusing two pieces of glass together. One day, he wanted to invent a coat that 
people might wear in the hot, humid tropics, something that would not absorb heat but repel it. He was sitting in his home one wintry day, looking out at the thick blanket of snow that covered the earth. His curiosity got the best of him, and he decided to perform an experiment to determine which would absorb more heat, black or white objects. Franklin took two pieces of cardboard, one white, the other black, and laid them side by side on the snow in the sunlight. Hours later, he went out and looked at them. The black paper had sunk deeply into the snow. The white sheet was still practically on the surface. Franklin shrewdly deduced that the black paper had absorbed more of the sun's rays than the white, and that white would be the best color to use to repel the heat of the sun. That discovery led to changes in roofing, and now we see people using aluminum and white surfaces to keep places cool in the hot summer. 7. Using your time intelligently. Everything you will ever have in life depends on time and timing. Nature's priceless treasures can be tapped easier if you know how to use your time intelligently. There are only 24 hours in a day, 8 hours are spent in working, 8 hours in sleeping, and this leaves 8 precious hours to do as you wish. 2 hours of that time is spent as a rule in relaxing, reading, going to movies, looking at TV, and another 2 or 3 hours is usually spent in eating or shopping, so that time that is usable actually dwindles down to about 2 or 3 hours a day. It is the way you use this extra time that often determines the degree of success you shall have in the future. We cannot make more time, but we can wisely use this time available to us. Edison was so eager to use time for his inventions that he made it a practice to sleep only 4 hours a night. You can gain many more precious hours of life by conserving your time and avoiding doing anything wasteful. How many hundreds of inferior movies have you set through? How many hundreds of hours of time have you wasted on frivolous TV programs when you could have been using that precious time to study a valuable book that would have improved your mind? Or to go to a course in evening high school where you could have taken some study that would have prepared you for a new career? The wasted hours we spend are the very ones that we should have used constructively to win success and make a fortune. You need social contacts. It's true, you need some relaxation and rest, some golfing and bowling, but most people spend most of their spare time in these aimless pursuits and have no extra time to give to self-improvement and advancement. Queen Elizabeth I reported to have said on her deathbed, I would give my entire kingdom for one more moment of time. Time is the substance of which nature weaves the golden stuff of life. It is money. It is ideas. It is wealth. You've been given only a certain amount of this priceless gold of life. Use your time wisely and you will profit thereby. 8. Making the Right Decisions One of the greatest forces for unlocking the universal storehouse of riches is that of making the right decision. Remember, the gold, the oil, the diamonds, the coal, the lumber are all in existence in the universe. Nature's gifts and treasures are all there waiting for man's joyous discovery and acceptance. What keeps man from achieving the more abundant life? It is very often due to the fact that he cannot make a decision as to what he wants or what he wants to do. The right decision is even more difficult to make, for there are always so many pathways open for one to take. How do you make a decision? You must sit down with a pencil and paper and write down at the head of the sheet the decision you must make. 
For example, let us take a hypothetical illustration. Should I stay in New York or move to California? Then list on one side, which you mark debit, the things against taking such a move. And on the other side, under credit, write down the reasons why you should make the move. Put down everything you can possibly think of consciously for and against you are making that vital decision. Then, sit quietly in the silence for a few moments and let your mind review all the reasons why you should or shouldn't make the move. Something within your own mind, which science calls the higher mind, the faculty of intuition, will now begin to take over. This higher mind will gently nudge you in one direction or the other. You must be especially sensitive to the higher intelligence and recognize it when it is trying to send you on a definite course. The evidences are rather obvious. You will feel a deep urge to do a thing. You will try to decide against it, and this higher mind will keep bringing your mind back again and again to the course of action it knows is best for you. When this idea persists for hours or days, then it is the right decision. Follow it unerringly. What if it should prove wrong? It seldom will, but if it should, it is better to make some decision, even a wrong one, than to sit without making a decision and vegetate the rest of your life. The one decision that made one man a million. Early in his career, Bernard Baruch was forced to make an important decision that could have broken him or made him a million. He had carefully built up the sum of $35,000 for a small amount he had through the stock market. He heard men talking in the stock market about Delaware and Western stock. He bought it to sell short, that is, if the stock went down, it would make big money. But if it went up, he would lose money. The very next day, the stock went up four points. He had to make a decision at that moment as to whether to go out then and suffer a small loss or ride with the stock until it broke and went down, which would make him a fortune. He sat quietly, meditating all during that day of his vital decision, and he kept the stock. Late that afternoon, when he went out, he saw newspaper headlines telling that Delaware and Western Railroad had gone down 25 points, and Baruch had made a million dollars on his holdings. His decision paid rich dividends, and it was the beginning of his vast future fortune. How David Sarnoff's decision made a fortune. David Sarnoff, chairman of the board of the giant RCA Corporation, had to make a vital decision when CBS came out several years ago with Color TV. Eight years ago, Sarnoff decided to produce Color TV for RCA, against the judgment of other members of the company. Sarnoff stuck to his decision, and for eight long years, the company lost money because of its color TV. Sarnoff had faith that his color was better than that of CBS, and in the face of tremendous opposition, he stuck by his guns. Last year, his big decision paid off for RCA made the biggest profit it had made in years, and all because of color TV. If Sarnoff had given up and not stuck by his vital decision, the whole course of destiny for RCA might have been changed. Ability to make quick decisions. The ability to make quick decisions shows an alert and highly sensitive mind. You can develop this ability, pick imaginary situations that you might experience in life, write them down, then go over all the possible courses of action you might take and pick the one that you would consider best. Here are a few samples one might come across in life. Try to make a decision as quickly as possible after going over the situation and then consider several alternatives that are presented. Illustration number one. A woman has a husband who is alcoholic. She has two young children. The husband is abusive and threatening when drunk. The wife fears bodily harm and even death. 
She must make a decision. Which of the following should she make? One, take the two children and leave the husband going to live with the relatives. Two, appeal to the authorities to put her husband away as being mentally defective. Or three, stick it out trying to change her husband and risking bodily harm to her children and herself. Illustration number two. An employee has been with a firm for several years and has always been considered trustworthy. It is found that he has been taking money from the company and concealing it. You, as head of the firm, must make a decision. Which would you make? 1. Call the police and accuse the man of theft. 2. Discuss the matter with the employee, giving him a chance to make restitution for the money taken. 3. Fire the person immediately, refusing to give references for another job. Illustration number 3. You have just won the Irish sweepstakes and you have won over $100,000. Which of these three decisions would you make? 1. Go to Ireland to collect, thus avoiding giving the U.S. government about a third of your winnings. This decision would mean living in Ireland all the rest of your life. 2. You would invest the money in stocks and bonds and try to double it. 3. You would put the money in real estate and wait for it to grow in value. Illustration number 4. A woman has four small children. She discovers her husband has been having an affair with another woman. When confronted by his wife, he swears he does not love the other woman. Should the wife, one, forgive him and continue to remain with him for the sake of their four children? Two, should she demand a divorce and custody of the children with a fair financial settlement? Three, should she continue living with her husband in appearance only for the sake of the children not getting a divorce but concealing the true facts from her family and friends? Test your skill and make your own decisions. When you test your skill in these hypothetical cases, it will help you readily make your own decisions in important matters. Psychologists say that it is better to make a wrong decision than to let your mind vacillate in uncertainty between two possible courses of action. The mind that is able to make quick decisions is generally able to take advantage of opportunities in the business world that arise suddenly. I knew one man in California who had a chance to buy land on famous Wilshire Boulevard during the Depression years for a small sum. He couldn't make his decision, and the boom that came after World War II in real estate would have made him millions. He is still living in comparative poverty, and his opportunities have passed him by all his life because he couldn't make decisions. Decide to buy that house you have considered for such a long time. It will force you to make more money to meet the payments, and someday you will own it. It may increase in value and pay you back in years to come more than you invested. Now is the time to buy that stock you are considering. The market may go up and you will make a fortune. If it goes down, you can cover yourself with a stop sale and limit your losses. Now is the best time to go into business. Make your decision, then go into that business with faith that it will succeed. Many people have weathered the storms of those first years in a new business to go on to achieve a fortune. Now is the time to take that course in cosmetology, singing, acting, writing, public speaking, business administration. If you wait too long, time will pass you by. Make your decision and stick with it. It will give you more strength of character to make that decision and stick with it. Nine ways to increase your riches. One, look about you wherever you are and see how you can improve your circumstances. There are many untapped resources in your environment. Find these and release the frozen assets you already have. Are you getting enough use out of your present car, your refrigerator, your vacuum cleaner, your business equipment? Many times throughout a lifetime, you can increase your riches by utilizing fully the things you already possess. If you rush out and buy new equipment, 
new car, new washing machines or refrigerators, you spend enough money in a period of 20 years to go into some business where you can be independent too. Do you have goods that are lying about which you no longer use, but which represent capital? Many people have things in storage in attics and basements in their workshops, which they should gather together and liquidate for cash. These objects lie around and depreciate every year until they are worthless. Cash in everything you actually do not need and have not used for a period of one or two years. Three, do you have a marketable product or a unique service which you have not commercialized? If you have, you should concentrate your mind and efforts on making it pay off instead of searching in unfamiliar fields for riches you cannot achieve. Four, are you utilizing the contacts you already have to increase your abundance and supply? If you are a real estate or insurance salesman, for instance, you may already have ready-made prospects among your circle of friends and acquaintances. Do not hesitate in approaching them as prospects. They will be glad to give you their business rather than go to a stranger. Many lawyers, doctors, and other professional people build their practices on such social contacts. Also, utilize the capital, labor, and ideas of friends who give you suggestions for partnerships and other ventures in which you can avail yourself of their valuable training and background. 5. Do you avail yourself of the many free services that your government gives? You may write to the printing office in Washington, D.C. and obtain free information and literature on everything from chicken raising for profit to gold mining and homesteading free land in the Great Southwest. You can obtain important information on subjects that could make you a fortune. One man I know did this and obtained vital information on mushroom growing. He had exactly the space and the requirements in his cool, damp basement to begin the venture and now has a $100,000 a year flourishing business supplying fine restaurants and hotels with his choice products. I know still other cases where people are raising mink, still others shipping lobsters and other types of fish products all over the U.S., they began with just a government information as I am suggesting. 6. You can increase your present income and stretch each dollar instead of trying to make more and more by taking advantage of all the many free entertainments and public functions that are presented in almost every city and town throughout America. Check with your local town hall for such free lectures, travelogues, adventure movies, and special industrial films put out by such big companies as American Telephone Company, U.S. Steel, IBM, and many other organizations who lend these films free to various civic groups. There are fine dramas being presented by local high schools and colleges, art and musical events presented with talented pupils and conservatories, free lectures in churches and such organizations as PTA, Lions Club, Rotary Groups, veteran groups, American Legion, Daughters of the American Revolution, and other organizations. They often present dances, charity bazaars, church socials, picnics, and other activities, which you may participate in at little or no cost. These free programs put money into your pocket, where they save on entertainment expenses, and in a 20-year period, this can amount to several thousand dollars. Seven. Check with the patent office for products that are being patented or patents that have run out. These may give you ideas for inventions of your own that could make you a fortune. You may obtain literature on this subject from the patent office in Washington, D.C. Also check on books that might have movie possibilities, especially if they are unsuccessful as novels. Generally, such first novels by authors can be bought for a small figure. Then you will own the movie rights and can sell them to movie companies. 
One instance I know where a young man did this was that of the novel The Cup and the Sword, a first novel by a young woman. A young man who used to come to our lectures read this novel and got the idea that it would make a good movie. He held this thought in his mind until he got the bright idea of buying the movie rights. He sought out the author and obtained the movie rights for only $500, which he agreed to pay in the future. He then went to Universal International Studios with his product and sold it. This young man became the producer of the picture and Rock Hudson was his star. The name of the finished picture was This Earth Is Mine. The young man, still in his late 20s, became a big producer. 8. Investigate option buying, a principle used by the noted real estate promoter and speculator William Zeckendorf. He obtains an option on a property and then tries to sell it at an enormous profit before his option is up. He has made hundreds of millions this way. He's reputed to have made over $7 million on a Park Avenue property where the old Hotel Marguerite used to be. 9. Many thousands of people go in conditions of lack and limitation, needing medical or dental or eye care and not receiving it because they are too poor to go to specialists in these fields. Such a woman came to my lectures in Carnegie Hall some years ago. She told me one day after listening to a lecture on demonstrating money to obtain things she wanted, that she wanted $1,000 but didn't know how to go about getting it with this philosophy. I asked her what she wanted the money for. She told me her sister needed a delicate operation on her eyes, which would cost $1,000 if a specialist did the surgery needed. I told her to change her thinking to stop thinking in terms of $1,000, which was a barrier and to call an eye clinic where the greatest surgeons operate and give their services free to the needy. She did this and obtained the services of the biggest man in the field and it didn't cost her sister a cent. Many times, you or your family may obtain benefits under social security, pension plans, veterans' rights, and this can include education for your children, health and medical benefits, hospitalization free of charge, and various sums of money. Check your status with your local health and welfare groups and with the Social Security Administration in your city to see if you or your family are eligible for such benefits. Many veterans' families come under this category, especially if the man died in service. And this concludes Unlocking the Universal Storehouse of Riches by Anthony Norvell. Lots of stuff that we can pull from this. The biggest takeaway is the hidden wealth that is all around us. The idea that you can look around your own life and the things that you have in your life and you can see how you can make things better. You can use your imagination in evaluating it. You can find things in your life that are worth money that you're not aware of. Right now there are ideas and things right now in your environment that you're not aware of that could bring great wealth to you. Opening yourself up to this idea that there is wealth all around you will allow you to find the things that you need to bring about the abundance that you need in your life. A lot of times we start to think that resources are limited, that supply is limited, that we can't find the things that we need. We're not going to be able to get all the oil that we need, whatever it is. In your mind, if you have this idea that the resources of the earth are limited, then it also reflects on a smaller scale the resources of your life. So you have to look at the world as abundant and there's so many different possibilities available to you. And then you start to see that in your own life. There's hidden wealth all around you, just in your own little life, just as is reflected in the whole world. In this chapter, there were eight secret keys to unlock wealth. 
and the first was imagination. There were three steps to the imagination he gave. One is forming the mental image. The second is focusing the picture in your mind. And the third is projecting the image to the outer world of reality. The second is the power of faith. He gave lots of examples on how to believe what you need for it to be successful. The third is resourcefulness, becoming resourceful with what you have and how to overcome limitations and lack. The fourth is the golden key of enthusiasm. We talked about that in previous episodes, my episode on enthusiasm. The key takeaway is the enthusiastic mind is a young mind. It keeps you young and vital and gives you the energy you need to find that prosperity. The fifth is courage. And a lot of time that's all that's missing is you have the ideas, you have the resourcefulness, but you don't have that courage to take that little step that you need to take. The sixth is curiosity. Be constantly curious, interested. If I were to show some new AI to a friend and they say, I'm not into that stuff. Why aren't you curious about it? When there's new stuff coming about in the world, why aren't you curious about it? Be curious. It opens up so much more in your life. You will find things when you look for it. The seventh is using your time intelligently. And this is a big takeaway for me. I used to waste all kinds of time going through social media, watching stupid movies, and it took away from all the things I wanted to do. So I started to organize and look at time just as valuable as money. And you can find the time to do the things that you want. And if you find yourself giving your excuse that you don't have enough time, you need to nix that and change your mindset and try to find the time that is available to you and great things will follow. And the final very interesting discussion is making the right decision. And he gives several different illustrations of examples of how to test yourself to make quick decisions. Making quick decisions, how to evaluate your your decisions, all these things are important. When you follow the intuition and get used to making decisions, you will find the prosperity that you're looking for. Check out my episode on how to make decisions. And they ended with nine ways to increase riches. I would definitely go back and listen to those. There's lots of stuff that you can pull from this. As with any Norvell episode, you should come away with this knowing that you are all powerful. There's ideas all around you. And there's little changes that you can make in your life that will bring about the changes that you need in your wealth and prosperity. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. And welcome to The Reality Revolution.